Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Send It With Steph. I'm Steph Fleckenstein, your host, and today I am so excited to introduce you to two unbelievable characters. They were introduced to me through the ski racing world, and my sister actually brought them into my lives more than they were before. And I just, I think they're the funniest too. Like they are not only unbelievable ski racers, but they just have the best personalities and they have so many hobbies outside of ski racing that I think is really unique. So without further ado, we have Mac Marku and Tristan Rogers as they prepare for the upcoming Paralympics in Beijing. I got to get some of their insight on why the Canadian para-alpine team has become so successful over the years, how the team dynamic works, and just how they're feeling going into the Olympic season after two years of COVID. So here we go. So today I have Mr. Tristan Rogers and Mac Marcoux. They are at home right now, right? I guess, Tristan, are you home too? Yeah, in Toronto. Okay. So you're yeah. both and they're training in Canada right now. But I I haven't known these two. Well, I've known Mac for longer than Tristan, but Tristan kind of inserted himself into my family. And the two of them <laughs> the two of them took my sister under their wing and kind of taught her how to just go about her adventurous life with like her friends and embrace different activities other than ski racing so i think that's credits due to molly there she did all the planning that's true molly is a yeah. big you guys are all just insane like i was talking to katie earlier and i can't believe the stuff you guys do yeah i think without molly and and her truck miranda we would have done absolutely nothing all summer so <laughs> true yeah. I, I insert myself periodically in the uh in the hiking crew i'm not the biggest uh uphill warrior so i uh <laughs> i'll go once it once or twice a summer and the rest i'll i'd rather be on uh, on my bike <laughs> true i guess but mac do you like hiking like do you find it enjoyable no. or is it kind of just like terrifying <laughs> at the top it's not even terrifying it's just so grueling like i get to the That's top true. and then i have to walk back down um like I, i'm a big like i don't mind touring um because it's like it's pretty majestic skiing wise and you can like cruise up you're looking at like a whole bunch of stuff you wouldn't really see if you were like if i was sledding or if i was uh you know on a chairlift or any other means of travel but at least i get to ski down and same with like riding enduro bikes like i pedal up and think about my life and then i get have fun on the way down and then like hiking is just it's relentless top to bottom again so it's pretty though and like every now and then it doesn't hurt to escape. So I uh, pick and choose my battles. Tristan just likes being in pain is what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly true. <laughs> um, so I feel like I've been telling all of my friends about you guys recently because well, over the last year after you guys did Blind Faith, just because I feel like that was such a. I don't know, like revolutionary concept, which I don't know if it should have been, but like you guys are just 
I mean, Mac, you're so cool. And Tristan's just like your perfect little buddy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you bring out this weirdness in each other. That's just so cool to watch. And then you're that's all- gonna that's gonna be my new Instagram bio, I think. <laughs> At Mac Marcus, perfect little buddy. At this little buddy. <laughs> Do you feel that way about each other though? Like I know that Max, you've had a lot of like guides and training partners over the years, but do you feel like this is kind of a really unique relationship? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We Tristan's such a homie. Like we uh like very I'm very fortunate to have had all the guides that I've had over the years. And you know what me and Jack were very similar in a lot of ways, and very different in a lot of ways at the same time. But like yeah, I don't know. Tristan's been kind of like, other than my brother, my longest standing uh, guide at this point. We spent, like, I've spent significantly longer with him just being, you know, on and off injury for the last forever. Um, but it's, uh, it's been so cool. Like, we've been, Tristan has, you know, helped me in so many ways just in my rehab and like allowing me the ability to get back and forth to training and letting me crash at his house in Ottawa with his family. And um, we've spent a ton of time together and just gotten to know each other really well. So I'm super grateful. And we, yeah, we have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tristan, any comments? Yeah. No, I think I need to add um, Max perfect little buddy slash Uber driver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I think that it's been, such an amazing experience like obviously I I signed up for it to kind of stay involved in the sport and and continue skiing and then like all of the friendships that you make and like this friendship that I have with Mac and and stuff like that like that's stuff that I didn't really anticipate and and that's the that's the best part that's the biggest part about this is like you know I'm going to be Mac's guide for three, four years, whatever, but like that friendship, that's going to be for life. And I think that's the best part for sure. Yeah, I know. It seems your guys whole team has such a cool dynamic. Like I've only kind of witnessed it from the outside and then obviously spending time with you guys, but it just seems like it's a lot of camaraderie and your coaches just seem also so passionate about it, which is something that I think is lacking in a lot of national teams. And I don't know, maybe you guys can elaborate on that a little bit more. Like how does the team run? Personally, like the, the coaching staff is like pretty, pretty close to 10 out of 10. I think every day we get on snow and they're like working so hard to make the best training environment for us possible. And and then you show up and it's all smiles, you know, you never hear complaining about, the chair running 15 minutes late and then not being able to get the die on course or anything like that. Right. Like they just work as hard as they possibly can for, for us and to make the, the best training and, and keep that high quality training. And especially with COVID, I, I think this year has been the hardest year logistically for, for our coaches to plan and have camps canceled. And, you know, we, we planned, I think there was, three or four camps within a six month period that had planned and got canceled. Um, and that's so tough and, you know, to be so resilient to just keep pushing and, and keep, you know, fighting to get us a good training space. And it just shows how passionate our coaches are and how committed they are to this team. Yeah. 
Oh my God. Yeah. We have such an all-star crew. Like I've had uh, the pleasure of like, I've been working with jazz for rolling on 10 years now as their head coach. And um, you know, we've cycled a fair amount of staff, but for the most part, they've all been, you know, such incredible people like on the mountain and off the mountain. But like Tristan said, this last year kind of attests to their resilience and perseverance through like, this world that we're in right now has been crazy. Like they've provided such sick training environments and allowing everyone to get out and get after it as hard as we can while staying in Canada, not being able to train race and whatnot. It's been, uh, it's been so sick. We're, we're so lucky. Um, yeah, I couldn't be more stoked on our whole crew. Even the athletes are like, everyone's just having a blast for the most part. You know, everyone has good and bad days, but as long as the, the, morale stays in an upward direction and positive then you know everyone just kind of feeds off each other and it's uh it's a sick environment to be in yeah and i think another thing that has a lot to do with like the longevity of these careers you know mac mac's been at it for 10 years now and i'm sure that Mm -hmm. if the coaching staff had a maybe a different approach with mac and and we're, we're more you know I, I guess strict in a sense, like it, it would be a totally different, different thing. Right. But it's, it's so true. Like it's true. knowing Mac, he needs that time to disconnect from ski racing and for them to allow that and to respect that, I think is the reason that not only he's successful, but the reason that he's still here and to have that connection with your coach, to be able to say like, listen, I'm not feeling that great. I need a couple of weeks come February to go, you know, in Mac's case, ride my sled and, and for them to be like, yeah, that makes sense. We understand. And, you know, as long as you're committed when you're here and, and to have, you know, that, that space to be honest with the coaching staff and to really be yourself and not have to hide anything, I think is, is why, you know, this career has been so long. Yeah. 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 I think that's a very good point. Like, you know, it wasn't always, always like that, obviously for the first many years, I, put my head down did exactly what I was told the matter mm-hmm. and wouldn't say uh wouldn't say nothing if uh if my head was full of I don't know how to say it without without swearing um, <laughs> but <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't uh I wouldn't say or make a fuss about anything really unless you know they'll they'll laugh if they hear it because I I even being from northern Ontario I still don't like the cold <laughs> yeah and, uh, Just stick it <laughs> yeah yeah but like in the last you know couple of years I guess anyway uh for four years or so just being able to communicate and have a really solid plan with them and you know knowing when it is time to push really hard and when I need to be able to take a step back and you know I think I come from a pretty different lifestyle than most ski racers out there like um (laughs) I spent a lot of time around motorsports and playing in the backcountry and where I live and how I was raised was very much, you know, in the bush. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I needed to get back to that and stay kind of true to my, to my roots in a way so that I can be at least fully present when I am training and get quality out of, out of the, the time we do have together. Cause if I'm, you know, at a training camp and all I'm thinking about is, um, snowmobiling or free skiing <laughs> or <laughs> anything outside of, outside of ski racing, it just, it doesn't, create a very positive work environment. So having, being able to really find that balance and, um, and kind of create a plan with the coaches has been, 
it's been incredible and it's definitely been the reason that I have stuck around this long. You know, I did look at maybe retiring after 2018 and, um, here we are three years later, four years later, and I'm still, still rolling. And I, uh, I don't know what the future holds, but hopefully, uh, hopefully I can still hang around with this sick crew for a, a fair amount longer. Yeah. Do you, do you guys like Tristan, what do you do when Mac is off, um, regaining he his raised. head, head clarity? <laughs> do you just train? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my head clarity is dashing <laughs> slalom gates. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so fortunate to be able to come home. My dad still coaches the fist team here at Trauma, and um, they're always super welcoming. And um, yeah, I've been training with them for the last couple of days since I've been home for Christmas. And then last year we were in Whistler for a little bit. So um, Whistler Mount Ski Club was kind enough to let me train on the weekdays and then kind of just paid it back by coaching the little oh, U12s on weekends, which is awesome. So sure they love yeah, it. I try and try and stay involved in ski racing. And I mean, I, I obviously guiding Mac is amazing. Like it's so fun to ski race with someone in your head. Like you hear, like, you get to chat with each other and like <laughs> sing and like, it's so much fun. But for me, like, just getting back to where it all started and, and being able to just train and have fun and enjoy it without the pressure of having Mac behind me, like as much as it, I don't know, it, it's not like extra pressure, but it's just fun to, to be free and, yeah. and be yourself and just kind of train and enjoy it. Yeah. Did you, so Tristan, did you have, Obviously you had ski racing goals, like you wouldn't have continued ski racing if you didn't have big goals, but when did you kind of realize that like, this was an option to work with Mac? I mean, I think we've all known who Mac was for years. Like he's been winning Olympic medals and world cups for, I want to say 10 years, but that could be wrong, (laughs) but it's pretty close now. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, was there a point where you were kind of like, okay, I'm going to, I'd rather do this or like, I'd, I want to work with Mac instead of just pursue a individual career. Yeah. I think I I'd known about Mac a lot through our teammate, Alexi. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd grown up in Ottawa kind of mountain biking together in the summers. So um, when he made the Paralpine team, like I kind of followed on their results and um, kind of the success between, you know, all, all the team, the success they had in Young Chang with, Mac and Molly and Alexi, Alana, like Kurt, um, just some amazing results, like making headlines. Obviously, like I'd known about Mac. We actually, we were in touch a little bit before, I think it was a year <laughs> or two before I'd messaged him on Facebook, asking him if he'd sell me a skin suit, um, <laughs> no which way. was super funny. Um, fanboy. <laughs> yeah. Fanboy. And um, yeah, in the, I think it was spring of 2018. Um, the head coach of the Montreal Ski Club, Jocelyn, he had talked to my dad, I guess through email or about Jack retiring and, and there being an opportunity for me to try it out. And like, obviously when you're, I think 16, 17, 18, you kind of know if you're going to make it or not. And mm-hmm. um, for me, it was definitely trending towards, <laughs> Uh, a hell no so it was awesome for me to 
be able to continue ski racing and stay involved in the sport. And, um, I, I really, I don't think I was ready to, you know, stop. I still love ski racing so much and it's just been like an absolute blessing. Like I've been so lucky to have this chance because without it, like I, I would have had to essentially stop or, or coach or something, but it's just not the same as being in the B net, you know? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Chatting with Mac the whole way down. <laughs> yeah. God, I I think it's so cool. Like, I don't think people fully understand para-athletics in general, but like our ski team is so unbelievable. And I I guess just being in Whistler, like we trained around the para team all the time. So we kind of got to witness all the like summer prep firsthand, but do you guys kind of wish, I mean, this is maybe more Matt cause he's been in it for longer, but do you kind of wish you had more, there was more like credit and more, um, just more viewing on it. Like, I feel like not enough people fully appreciate like how unbelievable <laughs> like it is. Yeah. You know, I think it's more, um, it's like, yeah, the, the coverage and everything, like that in has been very much I went to my first camps with the uh with Alpine Canada and kind of joined in the pair world after racing able-bodied I had no idea I, I didn't know anything <laughs> yeah. I had a couple of videos of Chris Williamson um from when you know 2008 2009 2010 going into into vancouver but other than that like i didn't know what the para community was the paralympic movement was it was going strong but it, it was still you know creating a momentum and i think over the last 10 years it's just continued to snowball and you know we're now at the point where you're getting more coverage and and it's more so just making that shift from where the Paralympics started and, you know, it was like these, <laughs> these absolutely outrageous dudes, at least with Paralympine skiing, like most of them were just so loose trying to go out, ski hard, <laughs> ski fast. But it was, it was a lot of, like it was a very new, new sport, like in the nineties into the two thousands, like it's not, doesn't have this long heritage that ski racing has. It's just, you know, it's just getting going now. <laughs> and, uh, and like seeing the evolution from even, over the last 10 years and seeing like how where we were even as a team compared to how high performance we are right now like we're running a full high performance training program full-time 24 7 um we have a, amazing staff amazing athletes but it's almost just the one thing i think that i wish was more present in in the media and in you know, surrounding para sport in general is like almost getting away from like, yes, everyone is extremely inspiring people. You know, they all have pretty incredible stories, but it's, uh, it's almost, it overshadows how rad everyone really is. Like these, everyone's sick mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, it's very much thrown into like always the inspirational stories, but I think like, it loses its rawness in a way like 
seeing these these guys is like like sit skiers for example these guys are are lunatics Seriously, <laughs> the actual lunatics but, oh my god they're rolling yes. like three inches of travel under a sit ski doing like <laughs> a buck 20 on a downhill and like think about coming into a jump and just not being able to press or absorb anything no you just roll in and, and just they're just kites they're bagging the wind and like trying to keep it straight and like they're always right on the edge of like disaster but they're also mm-hmm. so calculated and so dialed it's like they're ridiculously insane athletes and yeah. it's uh it's lost a little bit and i think like there's some you know athletes outside of para sport now that are just they're showcasing what um you know how rad they really are and, it, and it's kind of coming full circle now and like yeah they're they're six gears they're super inspirational but they're also just getting real loose and and it's with social media and how easy it is to kind of get content out there now it's uh it's creating a lot of cool momentum and creating its own kind of movement of like disabled athletes doing rad things um Mm -hmm. but more so it's like people doing sick things that also just happen to have a disability compared to you know the previous story that like oh my gosh he's blind and he skis it's now like oh they ski and he's actually blind too um so it's just like kind of changing the perception a little bit oh my gosh this summer when i ran into you guys biking and i was with my friend we were riding (laughs) away and i was like oh that's mac and tristan and she was like okay cool and i was like yeah mac's blind (laughs) she was like sorry what I was literally talking about how hard the trail was the whole time. And she literally had no clue that you could not see. <laughs> it was so funny. You guys were just out there getting loose, yeah. screaming and hooting and hollering. And we were like, oh, we should get out of the way. Cause we were doing a little, uh, like film project ad campaign thing. <laughs> and, uh, and it turned out to be, it was sick. I know. I feel like you guys are really good at that though. At kind of, changing the perspective on it because I mean you guys work together so well and I mean Mac you do like insane stuff just all the time it's a little bit terrifying like you and my sister scare me a lot but I think just the way that you guys like portray your career together over the last couple of years has been really it's just been cool like it's a different way of looking at it like you're more like just I don't know it's hard to explain what I'm trying to say, but it's like one person working together versus like, I don't know, a guide in the blind skier. Does that make sense? Well, I, yeah. I think that's it's like, that's the essence of teamwork, you know, it's mm-hmm. like coming together as one and, and being a, a unit and collaborating. And, um, you know, obviously we're, we're kind of in a unique position where we're a team in an individual sport. Um, and there's so many values from from that whole teamwork side that apply to what we do, um, you know, whether that be respect or communication or, you know, learning from each other, or holding each other accountable and stuff like that. Like, I think any success that we have is attributed to that and, and the teamwork that we we have, um, you know, and it's funny that you say it like that. It's like two people collaborating as, as one. And that's, that's essentially what it is, right? Because ski racing is, you know, it's an individual sport and, and, you know, 
at the end of the day, it's max time that's on the timing board, but to get there is a, is a team effort. And, you know, I think you can go so much beyond that and say that, you know, we count on our servicemen and our coaches and our physios and, you know, so many people and, and that team just every time that you take a step back, that team gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And Mm -hmm. there's so many aspects to, to it behind just one result. Yeah. Yeah. That's very well said. Um, I think it's a very well oiled machine and, um, I don't know how it got to be this way. I don't know where the R and D came in, but it's uh it's crazy. Like there's so many moving parts and you know, everyone's kind of working towards the same goal. And I think when everyone has that mindset, um a lot of really cool things can come of it. Um and from there it's just being able to put in the work and um hope for the best at some points and just be willing to learn and fail and and do all the things that it takes to try and figure out how to be faster and, and have more fun. But at the end of the day, that's what really matters is having more fun. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think like you're, you were saying your team works so well together, like all the athletes and the coaches, but I know that's not the case for a lot of national teams. Like, do you think that that comes from a certain level of just like respect or where do you think that kind of grew from? I think, yeah, respect is definitely a huge part of it. There's a lot of, um, you know, components that make a really, I think, productive and like our, our team's solid right now. Rev, and, but like, it doesn't come without, you know, it's battles. Like it, I can't say it's always sunshine and rainbows and we're just <laughs> always, we're always, you know, just doing, doing great. And the whole team's always just stoked on life and, you know, that goes definitely goes through a lot of ups and downs, but mm-hmm. um yeah, I think like kind of like a, a respect going both ways is always such a huge part. Um, you know, like there's there's obviously a, there's the segregation kind of between the coaches and athletes in a way, but it's also like that mutual respect and kind of like Tristan just named off like 10 different things that you know allowed you know, productive and, and good teamwork. And I think like they all go hand in hand, like between, you know, accountability and respect and trust and like having all of these elements and, and having them all work in the right direction for the most part, you know, there's always ups and downs, but for the most part, if it's all going and trending in, in one direction, then it's easy for, for, you know, us as athletes and, coaches and everyone to kind of just know their job and be able to do their, do their role the best they can. And it's been, uh, it's been cool to see it because it wasn't always that way. And I think, um, over time it's just evolved into, into what it is today. Mm-hmm. Dang. Okay. Well, I, but we also, sorry, I was gonna say, we just, we don't see into many other worlds, you know, like the para, cruise pretty much on our own for the most part um so like we don't we like i haven't raced able-bodied in a very long time and tristan (laughs) would probably have the most insight for both worlds (laughs) yeah tristan (laughs) oh no sorry (laughs) 
Oh, it's okay. You don't have to comment. Um, I was going to say, I don't want to take up. I know it's, well, it's late for me. I guess it's middle of the day for you guys. But um, I guess my final, oh, what the heck? Okay. My final question is, do you have any crazy like adventures or, I mean, Mac, do you have any sledding plan before the Olympics? <laughs> oh, I wish. No, I am on a very tight leash right <laughs> <I> now. <bet. laughs> um, but working on a really fun project for the spring uh, between skiing and, and sledding and just kind of taking steps a little farther from, uh, you know, blind faith. And I think all things go to plan. We'll have some really cool content rolling into next season, but um, for now it's pretty much just nose to the grindstone and try and uh, get in as many laps on speed skis and nice. try and get comfortable skiing fast again before, uh, <laughs> before it's showtime. Oh God. When, so when are, I don't know when any of these dates are coming up, but what days are the Paralympics? When, when does it start? uh tristan <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we'll fly to beijing end of february and i think we start our downhill training around march 4th or 5th so ah, it's coming up so exciting god i'm excited for you guys to win <laughs> oh my gosh I, I think the win the win is going to be standing in the start gate i mean um i'm really really excited to be in a competition situation again that's after what is it almost r- now rolling on two years without racing um you know overcoming yeah. for math like injury after injury and and just pushing 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 I, i'm so excited to hear that that beep in the start again and get nervous and scared and anxious it's going to be awesome yeah, I'm very much on that same page with Tristan. I think uh, <laughs> the last couple of years have been pretty relentless in uh, in the way of trying to get my body healthy, and you know, is this? Wait, <laughs> it's been, is this it's only... been wild. So I think getting a monkey off our back, just standing. Sorry, go ahead. No, <laughs> um, are is this your second Olympics, Mac, or third? Uh, this will be my third. Gosh, that'll yeah, I'm so getting fun. old up here. I, I think we're like the same age. <laughs> yeah, I um, think so too. That's okay. <laughs> man, that'll be so exciting. So that'll be your first race in like two years. Yeah. Yeah. First time kicking out of the start since like Sweet. it would have been, I don't even know, January, February of 2019. 2020 2020 uh so like just before covid started uh we literally we flew to norway for world cups and then got sent home in the march when everybody shut down so that was our last time kicking out of a like honestly pretty much kicking out of a start gate with any sort of like real nerves and intensity i think wow well so fingers crossed (laughs) i got all my fingers crossed (laughs) and toes <laughs> but you guys are so calm cool and collected you'll be great i mean you've been training in the gym and on the snow so you'll be fine 
Heck yeah. At the end of the day, we're just going to kick out Hawk and Hope. And, Hawk and Hope. You know, it could be picking a set of fences or, or, uh, or we could be at the finish line. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, thank you guys both so much for coming on with me. It was very fun to just like, Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thanks, Steph. Hear your like, opinions and everything because, yeah. I feel like we don't talk about skiing ever when I'm with you. So this was nice. Yeah, that's very true. No, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for reaching out and having us on. And I think it's pretty cool what you're doing. So keep doing this. Thank you. Wait. Well, there you have it. That is Mac and Tristan. If you didn't get a full enough picture of how hilarious they both are, you really need to watch Blind Faith on YouTube because it gives you a more well-rounded outlook on Mac's upbringing and how he came to be such a successful para-athlete and then also how Tristan came into his life and how they've worked together to kind of create this dynamic duo. I really enjoyed talking to them about this. Like I said, I never really get to talk to my friends about ski racing in this way because a lot of the time we're just goofing off and um, me, I am specifically trying to keep up with everyone all the time. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, make sure to download and give us a good rating wherever you get your podcasts. And I will see you next Thursday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.